Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. And welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And I got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that. And I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit and secretly for my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of developing the people side of businesses, right? Well, this show is going to help you to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be a super hot and super important topic to help you succeed, as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure that it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Meredith Bell has been an entrepreneur since 1982, and she's an expert in helping companies develop the people side of their business. Meredith is co-founder and president of Performance Support Systems, a global software company based in Virginia. Their products are used by business consultants, executive coaches, and human resource training professionals to help managers become more effective leaders. One of Meredith's strengths is building strong relationships. She and her business partners have worked together for 25 years, and many of their clients and resellers have done business with them for 20 years. She understands what's required to build the loyalty and commitment that lead to repeat business and referrals. Wow, you are most certainly the real deal. Meredith, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you today. Oh, thank you, Jason. I'm so glad to be with you and your listeners. Ah, fabulous, fabulous. So before we officially get started, you know, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Meredith Bell? (laughs) Thanks. I am first and foremost a passionate learner myself. And since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a teacher. And what that's actually evolved into today is being a teacher and coach to people in the business world, um, especially those who are business owners or executives, leaders, managers, or external consultants. Because what I'm really passionate about, what gets me excited every day is making a difference in the lives of other people in this way to help them become more effective communicators and relationship builders with the people that matter. Because to me, besides, you know, feeling confident about yourself, 
the most important part of success in life is developing relationships that are mutually satisfying and beneficial. So what we've worked on initially, uh, we did consulting and training in this area, and now we have programs that facilitate people learning how to be good communicators, how to do the hard things, you know, when they're faced with a challenge. So they build habits and skills that serve them well for their whole lives. I love that. I absolutely love it. Well, let's dig in because uh, I, I got a bunch of questions that uh, that I personally want to know the answers to, and, and I got to believe that everybody listening to this podcast, guys, get that uh, get that pad and paper out, or open up a new uh, a new Word doc, and, and let's get rocking on this. All right. So, Meredith, which communication skills do you find in your experience are essential for developing strong relationships? There are several, and I'll mention them fairly quickly, but I do want to um, say this. As people are listening to me describe these, I believe these are universal skills that are important both at home and at work. So anyone you're interacting with, uh, you can benefit from using these. And the number one skill is really listening that ability to be silent and truly hear what another person is saying. And that means giving them your full attention, setting aside other things that could be distractions, just like what you recommended for people listening to the podcast, because we just have so many things going through our minds these days that it's very rare for someone to be really focused on what another person is saying. And that is one of the most important skills. And unfortunately, this one and the others I'm going to mention are not taught anywhere. You know, we acquire them over time, but a lot of times we end up acquiring habits that aren't so good. But really hearing what someone says is uh, a core to being effective. And the reason is... One of the deepest needs every one of us has is to feel like we're understood and cared about. And when you listen to someone else and they realize you really get them, it's amazing what that does for creating a strong relationship. So that to me is number one. And it's actually a part of these other ones that I'm going to mention, like giving positive feedback or even giving constructive feedback, it's important to be able to deliver the message in a way that makes it as likely as possible for someone to be able to receive it. You know, we can't be responsible for how someone responds to what we say, but certainly the way we say it, where we're specific about the action and we're not judgmental about the person is really critical to having them be able to listen to us without getting defensive. Mm. And the flip side of that is being able to accept feedback, again, both positive and constructive, because we all have blind spots and areas where we just don't know how we're impacting other people. And especially when it comes to constructive feedback, it takes a lot of courage for someone else to come to us and let us know about a behavior that's causing problems for them. And so to be gracious about it and actually thank them for bringing that to your attention without arguing, defending, justifying, explaining, 
it's a huge relief for that other person and they're more likely to come back to you. And this could be, you know, your child as well as, you know, somebody that works in your company or a parent, you know, that um, you're serving in one of the after school programs that you were mentioning. Um, all of the reactions um, are very important to setting the stage for others to feel comfortable talking to you. And then another one is dialogue. And this is where you and another person are exchanging, you know, opinions, uh, because it's, it's obviously the way of life that we don't all agree with everyone. And what many of us fall into is trying to push our opinion on another person and persuade them, cajole, whatever it takes to get them to agree that we are right. And if we can let go of that need and instead be open to hearing the other person's opinion and the, and just as importantly, not just finding out what they think, but why they think the way they do. Because oftentimes we make assumptions that are wrong about where someone else is coming from. And I'll give you a specific example. There's a manager who's using our online coaching system right now, and she's working on this skill of dialogue. And what she used to do was, you know, display impatience when someone would come in her office so they would come in and leave as quickly as possible. And so she decided to try a different tack. With this one supervisor that came in to talk to her about a situation, her normal response would have been to assume what the person's motive was, that they were just complaining and, you know, tell them what to do and send them on their way. And instead, what she did is she decided to listen. She asked some questions about what was behind her concerns and this person opened up and this manager learned some things she had no idea about. And so after that meeting, she went and talked to some of her other team members and realized this was a general concern that she didn't know about. And it ended up she talked to all of them and came up with a different way of doing this particular thing based on their input. Now, can you imagine the difference that made in the whole atmosphere of her team to instead of her telling them what to do, closing things off, being, being open, agreeing and, um, and coming up with something based on their input to make things better. Mm. You know what? It's amazing. Um, how important, you know, these skills are. And, And, you know, one of the things I'm just looking looking over my notes real fast, um, even the way, one of the things that you framed that I will actually borrow today, um, you said the difference between positive uh, feedback and constructive feedback. You know, you didn't come back and say positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, just just the, the thought process behind that is monumental. Yes, it is. Really? Yes, really it is. is. Because when you think of constructing, you're building up. So the idea of constructive feedback is to help build up, you know, improve, grow that person based on sharing your perception of what happened. Hmm. That's, I don't know that I've ever heard it explained like that. That's, that's fabulous. Oh, thank you. So to tell me this, you know, as far as 
I'm a big fan of actually helping to inspire staff to to want to work, to want to contribute. So which leadership skills um, inspire people to contribute their very best efforts versus just doing the status quo? I think just rethinking sometimes what we mean by leadership. Sometimes people feel like it's a, you know, charismatic person that's out there, you know, motivating the troops. And in reality, some of the most effective leaders are nothing like that. So there's not one way to be an effective leader, but one of the key things a leader does is they've got these good communication skills, but they're also open you know, to learning. And that means asking good questions um, and encouraging people to open up about what's going on with them. So, you know, simple things like, you know, what's on your mind and then not necessarily taking at face value the very first thing they say, but to encourage them by saying like, and what else? And I learned about some additional great questions from a book called The Coaching Habit. And now I can't think of the author's name, but I would highly recommend that. It's a quick, easy read, but there are seven questions he goes into there. But just, you don't need to memorize a certain number of questions, but the idea is being a question asker instead of feeling like you have to be the one with all the answers and that you should be telling people what to do. You know, even children enjoy discovering things for themselves. And when we become adults, we actually resent somebody else treating us as a a parent would treat a child sometimes by telling, telling, giving advice, when in fact, asking questions, listening, asking questions some more so that the ultimate goal is for the person to discover the answer themselves So you're helping them grow. You're bringing out the best in them. I think that's one of the most powerful tools that a leader has is just questions. And even when mistakes get made, I think another key piece is helping people learn how to process those mistakes so they don't feel bad about themselves. They're not, you know, overly critical. They they don't lose their momentum, and they don't expend a lot of negative energy being critical or, worse yet, fearing criticism from the boss. So one of the best things a leader can do is help the person process these experiences, whether it's a mistake or even a success. You know, there's a flip side, both of these, the positive and the the less desirable that happen. So I'll share with your listeners some of the key questions they can ask. And these, um, they can write them down. And again, they don't have to use them verbatim, but it's just a guide for a, a very effective way to help someone learn from what has happened. So the first thing is simply to get the facts, you know, what happened. And then tied in with that, because getting the facts is sort of a left brain thing, the right brain part would be, and how did you feel about what happened? So you get both of those really important. Then you go a little deeper by saying, why do you think it happened that way? So that's interesting. Let's just talk about that word choice for a second. You actually just went through and and, and went two very different directions. You went to think and feel. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, Because we're all humans, 
we have both of those things going on. You know, we process the event itself, but we do it through the filter of our own beliefs and feelings related to that particular instance. Mm. So having someone be able to articulate both of those prevents you from missing what could be a very key element. Oh, I love that. You know, I feel like, you know, selfishly speaking, I, I feel like I usually get one of those right. But without the other, you're missing some pretty important intel. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's that's fabulous. That is that is truly a fabulous um, little ditty right there. Because what a great way to also um, build a bond with your team. Yes, absolutely. And then getting them to think about why it happened that way, so they can recount, you know, some of the circumstances surrounding that particular thing or how they reacted to it, you know, how they handled it. And then what the consequences were of that action or those words. So they can start thinking about, gee, was that the outcome I hoped for or did it turn out differently? You know, then I thought whether it's somebody, you know, trying to make a sale, uh, build a relationship, you know, communicate something to someone else, whatever the circumstances are. Um, and then to think about as the last question, okay, based on this analysis that we've just done, what will you do differently next time? So there's real learning that happens in these situations and it isn't just going through the motions because, you know, if you think about people dating Jason, you know, and they have these experiences and they, one bad thing after another, after another, they're not taking time to think and process, gee, why did it happen that way? And what could I do differently? If we help people start learning to take the time to slow down and think about if something especially turned out differently than the way they had hoped, what factors contributed to that and what did they have control or power over within themselves to do differently. And one of the most important reasons for going through this process is to be able to let go of the past because you've, I'm sure you've seen it yourself and maybe have even done it yourself. I know I have where if I've made a mistake, I will just sometimes spend ridiculous amounts of time beating myself up over it and thinking, oh man, why didn't I say this? Or I should have done that. And it's such a waste of energy because we cannot change the past. <laughs> it's right. gone. And so to be able to let it go and move forward, this process, once you learn these questions, you can do it in a matter, you know, of a few minutes. Writing it out is even more effective, you know, than just thinking it. But if you're in the middle of something and you've got to quickly go from one situation to the next, just to ask yourself these questions so you can, you know, take a breath, breathe, move on to the next um, event or situation. So you're not carrying any baggage with you when you go into the next situation. Mm. Mm -mm. I love this. Uh, this is, this is so helpful. Tell me this. Um, why do you feel like so many folks have such a challenge learning and mastering a new skill? 
Well, it's because for adults especially, we've already acquired a certain way of doing things, especially when it relates to people skills. You know, if we are in the habit, let's say, of interrupting or finishing someone's sentences instead of listening patiently because we're in a hurry, we've got to move, we want to hurry them along, that is a habit that is not easy to break. And the reason is we actually have hard wiring in our brains. There are these neurons that are connected and they form a very smooth path for any habit that we've created over time or any skill we've developed. And it comes about because of practicing that way of doing it over and over again. So once we have an established habit the reason it's hard to break is because it's actually physically a wiring there and we need to come up with a new way of doing it. And as you can imagine, whether it's, you know, somebody learning in a physical, you know, sport, let's say like golf, tennis or karate or whatever, if they've learned a certain way of doing it and it isn't really working well for them and they need to switch, it's going to be awkward for a while because that old way is the more comfortable way of doing it. So the reason it's hard is we're needing to move out of our comfort zone into this new, different way and and we have to create a whole new pathway. So if you think about it almost as an analogy with a road, when we have developed a certain habit, it's like a road we're used to driving every day going to work. We know the way. We don't have to think about it. It's automatic. But at some point, if we realize, you know, this isn't serving me very well, I need to do something different. I want to create a different super highway. Well, guess what? It starts out more as a dirty, a dirt road, you know, bumpy, uncomfortable. And um, I like to call it the crunch point. You reach a point where you wonder, is it even worth it to try to do this? Because it's awkward. But if you stick with it, you will eventually wire that new pathway, and that can become your new habit. But it requires practice and really coaching. You know, having at least one person who is there to support you in your efforts and cheer you on. Um, Because look at things like the 12-step programs, Weight Watchers, a variety of programs where you've got somebody that's holding you accountable for doing what you need to do. And that kind of support system is really critical. That combined with practicing doing it the right way are really the two key factors in adopting a new skill or behavior. Totally makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. I have to ask this. Um, you know, I talked about it in as I introduced you. So you've got business relationships that last more than 20 years. Um, give me one or two secrets that have uh, allowed you to do that. I think the biggest one is taking the attitude of being a giver and um, making not just the initial conversation, but follow-up conversations be about the other person, what's important to them, what they need, um, how can I serve them. Um, I just think that that has been a, a skill that I have, you know, consciously worked on. It's a really a core value of mine, but it's something I've worked on building and refining over the years. So what that looks like is, 
when I get on the phone with someone, whether it's a brand new person I've met, you know, through say a social media site and we've set up a phone call or someone I've been, you know, working with for years, I make a point of asking questions to find out about them. And honestly, before I get into the phone conversation, I've adopted a question that I learned about from a fabulous book called The Prosperous Coach. And the question is this, how can I serve this person so powerfully that they never forget our conversation for the rest of their life? Hmm. Now, you know, in an everyday conversation, you think, oh, well, I'm not going to have that kind of life-changing conversation with them. But, uh, and it's not that I am trying to impart such wisdom, you know, that they go, oh, aha. It's not like that at all. It's looking at how can I contribute to them in some way while we're talking, even if it's just being fully present for them and listening in a powerful way so they feel understood afterwards. Um, or I ask questions that help them maybe achieve a breakthrough in their thinking because they've been struggling with something. So the idea of serving someone isn't to dispense advice. It's more of an attitude about how can I help this person and what that does, especially in a relationship building context, is it takes any pressure off of you or me in this case to, to feel like I've got to find a moment when I can start talking about our product, you know, or describing features and that sort of thing. Cause that will be, that will evolve naturally as we learn more about each other. And as they really sense that I care about them, I think that that is one of the most important parts of building a solid relationship is to be genuine and express genuine interest in the other person uh, because then they'll relax. They'll be more open. They won't be on edge. And if it's someone else who also is, you know, has that uh, tendency to want to give, they're going to almost be compelled to want to give back. And it isn't a manipulative thing on my part. It's just a way of being and that evolves naturally. So if I get in this conversation, you know, most of the time is spent with me listening and asking questions and then asking follow on questions or maybe recommending a resource to them, a book that I think will be helpful. And often what happens at the end, they'll say, gosh, you know, we've run out of time or tell me about you now. How can I help you? And it's just one of these natural things that occurs just because of the flow. So I think that whole focus on helping other people is really critical. So you're not focused on yourself and how you're coming across or what kind of impression you're making, you know, or what can I get out of this? And people sense that. Hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's a very, they know, they know the feeling. You know, the other thing I want to share, um, you'll appreciate this because this is related to somebody we both know, Bill Glazer, mm -hmm. the former president of Glazer Kennedy or in GKIC now. Um, I, at the conferences, I used to always go up to Bill and find something positive to say about what was happening at the event because 
and again, it wasn't to butter him up, but I just know, having run events myself, how easy it is for people to criticize little things. And so I would just make a point of finding things that I really liked about what was going on, whether it was a speaker or the way they'd structured something, and go up and talk to him about that. And his response, you know, he's somebody, you know, that had uh, was extremely successful as a businessman, but he never... He always had a similar reaction. He would break out into this big smile. And one time he even said to me, could you call me every day and give me this kind of positive feedback? (laughs) Because no matter what position someone is in, we all need encouragement, positive words, and kindness. And I just think those kinds of small gestures becoming a way of how you are is an important way of really, you know, putting good energy out in the world. Agreed. Absolutely. It's fantastic. All right. It is now time for our resource of the week. So Meredith, tell me this. Uh, How can my listeners find out more about you, find out more about how you help people to become the best, very best versions of themselves? Well, one thing um, they could do is connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. It's Meredith. M as in Mary Bell. So um, that would be a great start. Another is to check out our strongforperformance.com, and that's strong and then the word F-O-R, performance.com. That's our online coaching system that's got a really wonderful process for changing a behavior, adopting uh, a new skill over time. Okay. So... Fabulous. So you've got, so you have the, you have the two websites, correct? Uh, yes. The other product we have is called 2020insight.net. That's 2020insight.net. And that is a survey tool that helps people get feedback either about themselves individually or about their company to see how others perceive their performance. Fabulous. And folks, these will all be on the show notes. So if you are streaming off your, uh, your phone or whatever, you can head on over to jasonmsilverman.com and you'll see this episode. Um, and those links will be directly there for you. So make sure, you know, for, for everybody who knows me, uh, knows I'm a complete resource hound. So when you have a super smart person like Meredith and she's, she's got these resources already built out for you. You owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, you owe it to your future to grab hold, take a look. Is this something that's going to better my life? Because odds are it is. Okay. Meredith, I always like to end my podcast with one question that I consider to be somewhat telling. So if you could give a business owner just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? I would say become a question asker so that you are learning more about the people around you. Um, One set of questions that we didn't get into that um, I think are important for a business owner to find out from the people who, who do business with them, three quick questions, whether you do it in a written survey or just verbally when you have a chance to talk to them. What do you like about doing business with us? 
What do you not like about doing business with us? And what's one thing we could do differently to improve your experience with us? That whole ability to ask questions, be open to the answers. Oh, and this is so important too, I'll tie this in, is not to take personally anything that someone tells you if it turns out that it's, you know, a negative or critical thing. Simply take it as data that is uh, like a scientist would. You know, I'm running this experiment. Here's the results. Here's the data. Now, what choice do I want to make based on this data that I've just gotten? It really saves you a lot of angst and any other negative emotions when you can truly look at it neutrally and simply make new choices based on the information you've been given. I love that. Absolutely love it. Mara, thank you so much for joining me today. This this has been amazing to catch back up with you and I, I really appreciate you sharing your time and your wisdom with us. I know how crazy your schedule and your calendar must be. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Jason. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thank you so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com. 